views expressed in this program are those of the participants. I'm Danielle Metz. I'm Robert Vaughn. And this is The Danielle Metz Show, broadcasting on WBCQ. Quote, And in terms of the subject matter that it deals with, I feel that it has knocked down a lot of totems and overridden a lot of taboos. And I feel that, in that sense, that it is new, but I think it's bringing the laws of the land up to contemporary society, I think. Take this thing on. Homosexuality. I think the view we take here is that there's no place for the state in the bedrooms of the nation. And I think that, you know, what's done in private between adults doesn't concern the criminal code. But when it comes public, it's a different matter. Stated then-Justice Minister for Canada, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, in a press conference in 1967 after introducing his controversial omnibus bill C-195 on December 21st, calling for massive changes to the Criminal Code of Canada. The bill was modified and reintroduced as Bill C-150 in 1968 and passed in 1969. In current year, otherwise known as 2019, the Canadian $1 coin will reflect the 50-year anniversary of this bill. Just how it will do so has been left rather vague in order to promote, quote, maximum impact, whatever that means. And then we have the $10 banknote, where Sir John A. Macdonald, the first Prime Minister of Canada, is being replaced by a black civil rights activist, Viola Desmond, who has already been honoured by having her portrait commemorated on a stamp, having a Halifax ferry in several streets named after her, and earning a star in Canada's Walk of Fame. Don't get me wrong, I am thrilled that homosexuality is no longer a criminal offence and is something that no one even bats an eye at anymore, and that Viola Desmond was given a posthumous pardon for refusing to give up her seat in movie theatre. She actually was charged with tax evasion over the difference between the cheaper balcony seat and the more expensive main floor seat where she chose to settle. A one-cent difference, but apparently taxers got a tax. My point is, neither of these issues are actually issues anymore, yet Justin Trudeau openly weeps for these offenses that were corrected before he was even born. And he's so virtuous that he printed his virtue signaling on our money. So, Robert, am I justified in finding this continual alteration or fiat currency to promote figures that fit the current zeitgeist highly objectionable? Or should I just... Fuddle-duddle. You bring up a good question, because when I first heard of the 50th commemoration uh, coin, the, the loony, getting the state out of the bedroom of the people, I said, oh, well, that's good. That's a, that's a good thing. That's nice. Upon further reflection, of course, it's nothing more than virtue signaling on the behalf of the uh, liberal government, Justin Trudeau. It's a good thing what Pierre Elliott Trudeau did back in 1967 to 69, getting the state out of the bedroom. I don't know that money is the proper place to put um, a recognition of such an event, because if you're going to do that, why don't we put, for example, uh, a picture of a newsroom on the back of the $10 bill rather than Viola Desmond uh, celebrating freedom of the press? Why don't we put a microphone on the, the back of the loony uh, celebrating free speech? Is money being used as a vehicle to virtue signal and to propagandize certain rights over other rights? It's like a pamphlet that everybody has to use that you get to see over and over again. It's like, you know, instead of delivering these notices to your door, they make you use it as your currency. <laughs> on the other hand, though, you have people saying, we should have a woman on our currency, blanking out the fact, of course, that Queen Elizabeth <laughs> has been on the currency for decades. So maybe money uh, 
is not the propaganda weapon people think it is because if they don't recognize Queen Elizabeth on the on the currency Well, you do blank it out after a certain point in time. Once you've seen it, then you've seen it. Yeah, I, I think that if people were asked on the street who is on the $10 bill at the moment, I, I don't know that they could have said John A. McDonald or Viola Desmond or who these people are or who's on... That's scary that they can't name John A. McDonald, though. That's the first prime minister of Canada. You figure out of any of them, that would be the one they should know. Well, Canada doesn't have the same uh, reverence, I would think, for their prime ministers as, for example, the United States does for its presidents. Uh, mainly, of course, because the prime minister is simply, uh, he's not sovereign. No. He's a minister, the, the first minister, the prime minister. Uh, mind you, he has more power than a president in, a, in the Republic of the United States. Yes. Because uh, he can pretty much do whatever he wants. It's, yeah, once as he's got he has, that majority, yes. Once he has that majority, he's basically a dictator. The thing I think is we have stamps. That's what we typically do. You have like the commemoration and and Viola Desmond was commemorated on a stamp. We've had like Elvis. We've had like Star Trek. We've had like all pop culture features. We've had political figures all commemorated on a stamp. I think fiat currency should be um, regulated to only be having like political figures on it, such as prime ministers or something to do with like like the loon i don't mind having a loon why because the loon is very popular in can the a canadian geese a caribou whatever it's just something to do with canada or like a building like parliament building something because it is fr- issued by the government it should reflect the government in that respect one of the best backs of any of our paper currency was i think it was the five dollar bill it was in the the oil refineries at the petroleum factories in sarnia was on the back of one of the bills, and I thought that was pretty pretty good. I like the fifty dollar bill, the old with the one royal, with the royal mounted royal, police, yeah. and it was so it was just beautiful. And again, it is an extension of the political Canadian government and its law enforcement and stuff like that. I thought that was appropriate. Historically, the issuer of a currency is usually the sovereign and somebody representing the state, whether it be a a dead prime minister <laughs> or dead president or uh, a reigning monarch. That, I think, shows the authority from which this currency gets its value. Also, it's kind of bipartisan, too, because then it's not like just what's in vogue today. Like, you know, black civil, woman civil rights activist is in vogue now because she checks some oppression Olympics boxes, you know, and the homosexuality thing that's also checks some Olympic. So it's what's in vogue today. When that's not, that should be removed from it. It should be something that stands on its own. And there are other rights, individual rights that are, uh, if we were going to rank order them, and here's a dangerous exercise. <laughs> if you were going to rank order your rights in, as an individual, uh, I think number one, of course, would be your right to life, your individual right to your life. And how do you represent that on a coin? Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> you can take figures out of literature or whatever. You can... Uh, do that. But uh, from the right to life comes other corollary rights, of course, life, liberty, the freedom of action, property. Uh, That right is uh, hardly respected sometimes in Canada or in the United States or anywhere else in the world. And yet you could perhaps represent it by, say, a picture of a farm or a house or any other pieces of property. I mean, but it then becomes rather abstract. I mean, yes, you're so going for the abstraction rather than the specific figure. Yeah, and all of these things are very uh, abstract. For, for example, the right 
to uh, have a sexual partner or to do whatever you want in your own bedroom with consenting adults is a rather abstract concept. Now, mind you, it can be depicted rather <laughs> explicitly. <laughs> so I'm, I'm anxious to see what kind of, uh, well, co- the, what they put on the back of the coin. The rumblings I've heard is that it's described as two faces um, interposed, one looking one way and one looking straight ahead, where their mouth and nose meets and stuff, or something along those lines. I'm not sure what that's supposed to represent, but that's the only description that I've seen online so far. Mm-hmm. And that's as according to the CBC. So, uh, yeah, I think we're getting into a little dangerous field here when we start to say that this particular right is worthy of protection when our right to free speech, for example, has been protected through, through common law for hundreds of years. For example, why don't we have the Magna Carta signing on uh, commemorated on our bills? Like, we just passed the 800th anniversary of the signing of uh, of the Magna Carta, and yet there was nothing, crickets, when it came to our federal government and the recognition of this event, curtailing the power of of the of the monarch over the people. But that doesn't tell the story because it's the current year. It doesn't fall into the current narrative. Of I mean, Justin Trudeau cries all the time about these issues. He cried apologizing to the LGBT community over some systemic discrimination in the past that happened way before he was even born. And he actually broke down into tears. And I find that that, he has no passion for people's rights. He has passion for apologizing. He has a passion for politics is what he has a passion for. And he's a complete actor when it comes to these things. I do, I do not think, these are crocodile tears. These are all staged. And these, this is Well, he was a drama teacher. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he was a really good one too. I don't think these these tears are legitimate on his part, and just as Obama's weren't when he openly wept at certain emotional events. I think a prime minister should be prime ministerial. No, I mean, he's virtue signaling. All of this is virtue signaling. It is picking out particular uh, flavor of the month rights and recognizing them. I think with the Viola Desmond thing, it was a concerted effort to get rid of John A. McDonald. Yes, I agree. And they hit him for the commemorative note that we had where they put him in with three other people. So there's four people on the $10 note for the last year. And then next year, he'll be suddenly just completely gone. And the other thing they're doing with the $10 bill, I don't know if you know this, but they're making it vertical rather than horizontal. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. I thought that is silly because the 10s don't, where the numbers on the bill are, don't line up if you're looking in the, your wallet. It's a good thing it's a purple note, not like an American greenback where you have to see the number denomination to know which one is which because it's not uh, apparent if you, ha- if you have money in a wallet now. You have to actually pull it out and look at it like it's a picture. As a, as a kid, I used to collect coins, not in a very serious way, but I was very interested in collecting coins. And I stopped when the Royal Canadian Mint started to print a coin for almost anything and they just started to just spew out all these different yeah, coins every, and they're going i can't keep up yeah once a year you get at least three or four or five six seven different especially quarters commemorative coins mm-hmm. for hockey teams or sports the olympics that's a big one they always do those as well yeah it just it, it loses all meaning it, it does. does and that's why i actually admire the americans for what they've done with their currencies they pretty much kept it the same yep except for count uh, anti-counterfeiting measures that have to be implemented it's pretty much the same design and same design same characters color and people over over many many years decades and decades came to recognize 
Well, for example, what a Benjamin Franklin was. Yes. Of course, it's a hundred dollar bill. Yep. I mean, as a Canadian, I know that uh, I've never held one in my hand. <laughs> right? And just because it was on Slumdog Millionaire, no, that doesn't count. <laughs> but um, if you ask people uh, in Canada, I mean, you ask me, I don't even know who's on our money other than the, the I know the colors, the Queen on the twenty, right? But I think what Borden might be on one. But who was Borden? You yeah. know. McDonald's on uh, on one. Uh, Laurier, I think, was on one. The five. You know why I know he's on the five? Because people kept turning him into Spock. <laughs> they'd, uh, they'd graffiti the, the $5 bill and make him look like Spock. It's hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, it, the one thing that actually, when you brought that up, that's true. It's kind of like our currency is kind of disposable. You can do it. You can make it whatever you want it to make. There's no respect to it. And I guess that's really what I'm going for here, is there's a lack of respect towards our currency where they think they can just change it willy-nilly. It's all different colors. It looks We, we get laughed at. They call it monopoly money in the States because, A, it's not worth anything to them. And, B, it's brightly colored with big pictures of people and things, and it doesn't have any reverence. You may think that it's it's rather nitpicky for us to suggest that, okay, why not have a colorful uh, currency? Why not... Um, commemorate things on it. Why not um, get rid of characters who um, who have a checkered past? But, Defend current sensibilities. And yeah, all. but that's the whole thing is that it, I think, is a reflection of our view of Canadian government versus, say, the Americans' view of their government. When you have such a shifting view of your currency, it, it reflects a, a disrespect for, for government. While in the United States, of course, they are so patriotic, or at least half of them are, <laughs> that they wouldn't dare touch something as as revered as their money. Imagine getting George Washington off oh, of God, the one, no. you know, if you can forget it, or, or Benjamin Franklin off the hundred. Boy, I tell you, there would be an uprising. And But in Canada... We don't care about our government. Why do we care about our money? Why do we care about our stamps? No. You know, they just keep pumping them out anyway, and they don't, it's, it's getting less and less value. Well, that's uh, the thing, because I remember very clearly when they went from the $1 bill to the $1 coin, it was like, they're telling you your dollar is worth no more than change. And I was like, yep, that's pretty much what it is. And that's kind of the whole concept of money now is it, it's doesn't mean anything it doesn't have any value and i think that's a dangerous thing and on that banknote take care behave yourself and don't get into debt talk to you next week don't take any wooden nickels (laughs) if you've enjoyed this presentation visit www.justrightmedia.org for more programming that's not right wing it's just right